Hello everybody, my name's Darren and I write a blog called Demon's Voice, which you can find at demonsvoice.blogspot.com. I'm also on Twitter at Demon's Voice, which definitely follow me because why the fuck not? I'm in kind of a rush today because I need to eat some food and it's late, so I won't really be talking much now. Except to say that this week we'll be talking about the film Hereditary. No, we won't. It'll be the film Midsummer by the director of Hereditary, Ari Aster. Uh, it's about cults and shit like that. I guess I'll explain more in the blog. Usually I talk more now, but, you know, hungry. Enjoy the blog. When it comes to the dating game, I think it's always best to go for somebody that's good-looking. You can fake a nice personality, but conveniently, looks are only ever skin deep. The hottie will stab you in the heart too, but after however many years it takes to get over them, at least you'll have the wank fodder to remember them by. Hereditary director Ari Aster's latest film, Midsummer, might seem like it's going to be a complete rip-off of The Wicker Man, which might be because in many ways that's exactly what the fuck it is. In fact, the only thing that it didn't have was Christopher Lee dressed up like a mad auntie at a party, as she dances about in an attempt to hide the menopause. However, if there's one thing that does separate this from that 1973 cool classic, it's that its director is calling it a breakup movie. Of course, it still has horror elements to it, because what breakup isn't completely fucking horrific? I tried to break up with somebody once, and the night genuinely ended with us in hospital, after she'd cracked her head on the corner of a table, after making herself pass out. That was also the night that I decided that personalities can't be trusted, and to only go for the hotties. I've been single since. If the Wicker Man is to go by, though, it seems that the average cultist is even more hardcore and jaded than I am. We both prefer people to be hot, but in their case it's because they've locked them inside a big wooden structure and set them the fuck on fire. The film begins with Florence Pugh's character Danny going through a family trauma that is even more horrific than the standard Sunday lunch. Although, you really haven't known horror until you've had the tension of a family meal explode, because the dog has tried to lick its own balls, gagged from the smell, and then fucking puked on them instead. Unfortunately, this puts Jack Rayner's Christian in a difficult position, because he wants to get rid of Danny as a girlfriend, but feels too guilty to actually chuck her. This is why most breakups happen at the start of December too, by the way because people don't want to dump their partners over Christmas, but nor can they be asked to go through the festive period with them. So if you think things are on the rocks, then just avoid your loved one for the first half of that month, and then buy them some incredible presents for Christmas Day. Or, you could just treat yourself to some self-respect and dump them in November. Rather than dumping Danny, however, Christian makes the counterintuitive move of inviting her on a lad's holiday to Sweden with his mates. I'm not sure how he manages to do this, because like so much of the horror in this film, it happens off-screen. But his mates are hardly chuffed with the idea. Clearly they don't know that the people they're going to be staying with are kill-crazy fucknuts, but when you're going on holiday and planning to get your end away with what may or may not turn out to be a local death cult, I suppose the last thing that you want is a tag-along cock-blocker. The great thing about this movie, though, is that I could completely relate to almost every single character in it. Well, not the cult people, obviously, because you can be fucked with the belief system, but in terms of the main characters, even Christian's mate Josh, played by the always great Will Poulter, was pretty relatable. And that's despite the fact that a lesser movie would have definitely painted him as being just the dick. He's annoyed that Christian hasn't already dumped Danny, but that's only because he cares about his mate, and it's his mate's side of the story that he's only ever hearing. I also have a zero-tolerance attitude to drama and bullshit, and I've been in his position in which a friend has asked me what to do about the needy partner that they don't have the balls to dump. Although, if you want to learn from my mistakes, then I'd at least get your mate's family in on the lie before you announce their sudden and tragic death on their social media. Even in the case of Danny and Christian, we see their situation from both sides. She needs somebody to be there for her after the genuinely horrible incident at the start, and he really would be timing it pretty badly to jump ship during the immediate aftermath. If there's anything that I can't relate to, it's that they stick about in their little holiday festival, even after things begin to get a little bit sacrificey. If I was even in so much as a shop and all I saw was somebody spontaneously laugh out loud and for no obvious reason, then I'd be so creeped out that I'd have to throw my fucking shopping on the floor and fucking run. 
I think the problem with Midsummer might be that it's being marketed as a horror movie, and after Hereditary you're likely to have already pre-booked the counselling sessions for afterwards. Except it's two and a half hours long, and other than when I thought that my bladder might fucking explode, I didn't really feel any fear at all. Of course there are moments of horror in it, but I genuinely laughed more than I felt afraid, and I'm pretty sure that the movie was in on the joke. Without giving too much away, there was one moment in which somebody had their face brutally smashed in with a hammer, which was horrible and gory, but there was just a complete matter-of-fact efficiency to it that made me think it was funny. I stood on a slug by mistake before, and I'm currently googling for a therapist, after I had to clean its popped head off my other shoe. But there's no fucking about with the pricks in this cult, with them seeming to enjoy hammer time even more than the crowd at an MC Hammer gig. Perhaps one of the reasons that I didn't feel afraid was because when the gang reached their holiday destination, it was so obvious that they were staying with a mad cult that it was like arriving in Landudno in Wales. There's just something off about the people there, and you start to worry that you might never be allowed to leave. In fact, it was so obvious that rather than wondering what the cult was up to, I began to think about why they were all wearing white gowns instead of green ones. They live in a fucking field. Aren't they worried about the grass stains? These people truly are mad. Not that I think to imply that this is a cliched depiction of a cult is particularly a criticism of the film either. The true horror is in the crumbling relationship between Danny and Christian, with the cult simply acting as a kind of metaphorical exaggeration of what happens when there's a dumping in the post. Perhaps one example of this might be in the way that one young female cult member takes a clear shine towards Christian. In real life, she'd probably just attempt to tug him off outside of a pub, but this girl puts a stick under his bed to represent her willingness to bone. Who knew? After seeing the sticks that she left outside their tents, perhaps the Blair Witch was just in love all along too. Aww. I guess if you both put a stick under each other's bed, then that must be the cult equivalent of a Tinder match. Obviously, you can see how this love rivalry might cause some tension for Danny and Christian, though. This is made worse, too, by the fact that Danny is surrounded by the happy family of the cult while still dealing with her own family ordeal. Whether it be Trump, Corbyn, or Brexit, you can't help but wonder if there's a parallel here between our modern world and how vulnerable people now seem to be so easily seduced by the increase in political cults. All of which goes back to my original point about only going for the good-looking people. Because you can't trust that people aren't just hiding their crazy deep down. And if this film is proof of anything, it's that breakups can be pretty fucking messy. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time. Mm -hmm.